sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. In January of 2001, Pope St. John Paul II wrote a document that's basically his marching orders for the church at the dawn of the third millennium. But what exactly did he say? And what difference does it make in our own lives today? Does it still matter for us living in 2023 and beyond? The answer to that question is yes. What did he say? We'll find out in this episode of Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is... Ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. And that voice that you heard, that lovely voice, was once again Robin Bruggeman, who's been... This is four weeks in a row. I know. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Always better to have you than... (gasps) (laughs) Yeah, you love to give us... We love you. (laughs) You like to tease Renee and I, yes, don't we do. you? I do. I do. We still come back. And you still come back. What was that? I don't know. Um, so we've been talking the last couple of weeks about mm-hmm. this document that John Paul II wrote in 2001, Novo Millennio Inunte, which is at the beginning of the uh, of the new millennium, mm-hmm. is basically the the Latin the translation from the Latin title. Um, this was, as said in the open, his. Uh, th- this is his marching orders for the church at the beginning of the third Christian millennium. Mm-hmm. Um, two weeks ago, we took some time. We, we thought this was going to be a one-parter. Turns out mm-hmm. it was a trilogy of episodes. Just Probably so could be much more, good stuff. Oh, but yeah. we're going to limit it to a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, two weeks ago, we in episode uh, five seventy-two, um, we looked at just the first article. In mm-hmm. which Jesus talks about put out into the deep. That image, sorry, Saint John Paul II said, "Put out into the deep." Quoting Jesus mm-hmm. from Luke chapter five, his words to Peter, hadn't caught any fish, and Jesus says, "Put out into the deep, lower your nets for a catch." Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the theme of this document. Last week, we spent some time talking about some of the things that really resonated with you, and when mm-hmm. one of them in particular, this image that John Paul II used throughout his pontificate, including this document, opened wide the doors to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about that. Well, what we're going to do fittingly, uh, so two weeks ago was the beginning, and then we talked about some things that really interested you last week throughout the, the document. We're going to look at the conclu- the. Exciting conclusion to Novo Millennio Inuinte, this apostolic letter of St. John Paul II. So we're just going to walk through the last two articles, mm-hmm. uh, a couple pages for a, a short conclusion to this document, um, just to, again, sort of looking at his literal words um, and what, see what strikes us in here. So the the title to the conclusion is, again, the Latin phrase, Duc in Altum. Put out into the deep. Cast your nets into the deep. Put out into the deep. That invitation from Jesus to Peter, which applies to all of us, um, to trust him. Basically, go big. Like, well, put out into the deep. Home. Like, go big or go home. <laughs> Don't just fish in the shallow waters. Put out into the deep. Mm-hmm. Um, go big. So this is how John Paul II begins his conclusion. Let us go forward in hope. A new millennium is open. So I'm going to do Robin. I'm going to read until there's something that I really want to comment on. I might go a little bit further and then come back to it. But if there's something, you just interject. You just okay. interrupt me. Tell I was going to ask. Stop, Bergwald, right there. All okay. Right? 
let's go forward in hope. A new millennium is opening before the church, like a vast ocean on which, uh, upon which we shall venture, relying on the help of Christ. The Son of God, who became incarnate 2,000 years ago out of love for humanity, is at work even today. We need discerning eyes to see this, and above all, a generous heart to become the instruments of his work. Okay, all right, pause right there. So, um, the, the, the new millennium is like a, this vast ocean. The church, uh, common image, fr- kind of taken from the idea of Peter and the others who are fishermen. The mm-hmm. bark, the, the vessel, the, the boat of Peter, mm-hmm. the bark of Peter, the Catholic church is sailing now into this vast new ocean, which is the third millennium, uh, 2,000 years since Jesus came. Um, so Jesus became card 2000 years ago. Is at work even today? We need discerning eyes to see this. And above all, a generous heart to become the instruments of his work. So he begins there by saying, Jesus Christ is he's still alive. Mm-hmm. He's still at work today. And this is the conclusion of the document. He's been talking about this throughout, but we're just mm-hmm. he's summarizing, he's summing, summing it all up. So Jesus is still at work even today. We need discerning eyes to see this. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get to the other part. But it begins by recognizing it. So, Robin, last week you talked about how uh, John Paul II was elected in crazy times in the mm-hmm. world. Uh, and we're living in crazy times in the world uh, here in 2023. So what was true at his election, still in many ways true when he wrote this document in t- 2001, mm-hmm. but definitely true, um, again, in, in the times in which we're living. Crazy times. And this reminder here, again, when we saw this in Article 1, uh, he says that again in the conclusion, Jesus is still at work. He's alive, um, he's awake, mm-hmm. and he's at work. Mm-hmm. Now, we might say, where? Yeah. Okay, all right, I, I'm a person of faith, I'm, I'm a believer, I believe that that's true. But where are you at work? And this is where, John Paul II is saying, we need discerning eyes to see. So we need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. need to, spiritually speaking, open wide, not just our doors, the doors of our heart to Christ, but our eyes as well. Mm -hmm. Eyes wide open. Mm -hmm. He is at work. So if you find yourself, and and I think many, many people um, looking again at the state of affairs in our world Mm -hmm. today, um, including within the church in different ways, um, okay, Lord, where are you? Seem to be asleep at the wheel. Um, John Paul II would say to us, as he did 22 plus years ago, um, open your eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, have discerning eyes to see how Jesus is at work today. Because he is. He's ne- he never ceases <laughs> to work. He's always at work. If you don't see it, uh, I'm going to be really blunt here, that's your problem, not his. Yeah. And and then yeah. and I speak to myself there because many times, like, Lord, Lord, what are you doing? Okay, no, yeah. no. And he doesn't. The way I said it was just really harsh. Jesus. Well, sometimes he could be stern. Um, <laughs> uh, sometimes he's he's stern. Time Jesus, for that, Chris. Pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention. I'm at work. Yeah. Along with that, that just made me think of how you know there when we're going through hard seasons in life or a hard situation, you can focus on that. Oh my goodness, this sucks. Yeah. But if you open your eyes a little bit more, I would say almost always, probably, if not always, you will see where actually, you know what, this is really hard and this sucks, but I can also see where the Lord is at work here Amen. or he's showing his presence or he's 
he's there. Right. So it's kind of the same thing and on a grander level of what you're talking about then where it's like, yeah, just keep your eyes open. You'll see he is there. He's working, even though things appear to not be right. the way we would love them right. to be. He's still there. Right. There's and a, we'll see that when our eyes are open. Exactly. So it's sort of, there's, there's a, a line, I think at one point, uh, well, I know what Jesus says. I think it's in Luke's, Luke's gospel, stand direct for your salvation is near at hand. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we can, when, when we're burdened, you know, just think of like, like you're carrying a heavy weight and mm-hmm. you get sort of bent burden and it's easy to start like your head just neck gets tired yeah. and you're no stand upright. Yeah. Look around. Your mm-hmm. salvation is near at hand. Jesus Christ is working in your midst, even mm-hmm. now, especially now. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we, because we're sort of fixated on the problems, understandably, mm-hmm. um, in many ways, we become fixated in problems, and we we fail to recognize yes. His presence because our we we are not our operating are not with discerning open. eyes. Yeah. All right, and then so. Uh, we need discerning eyes to see this, him at work even today. And above all, it's not just seeing that, we need a generous heart to become the instruments of his work. So uh, between recordings here, so we we just recorded last week's episode, Mm -hmm. uh, and I pulled up Matthew West's song, Do Something. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I don't want to say too much because I think the the algorithm will recognize lyrics and probably <laughs> flag this for copyright violations. So, but pull up that Matthew West song, do something because mm-hmm. it's sort of the way that he tells the lyrics, like how the hell is the problem? Lord, what are you going to do something? And he's, he did, I created you. Yeah. So the means by which God addresses the problems in the world, the vast majority of the time is not by miracles. It's by people. people. It's by men and women who, um, hopefully are cooperate, actively cooperating mm-hmm. with him that Jesus accomplishes the salvation of society that he desires. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, again, he, he accomplished it on the cross 2,000 years mm-hmm. ago, but how is he working in the world today? How does that, that victory that he won 2,000 years ago, how does it reach the world of today? Usually through you and me. Mm-hmm. That is through... Mm-hmm ordinary everyday Christians who take their relationship with him seriously. And then he changes us and we change the world around us. Awesome. Right. Yes. Amen. My thought is to have a generous heart. You will have that when you have opened the doors. Why? (laughs) Like I'm not trying to feed a dead horse, but like it's the truth though. You know, you have a more generous heart. When you are open, when you are open to what Christ is going to do with that. <laughs> right now, the image that's coming to my mind is um, the Grinch who stole Christmas. Uh, and when uh, his heart enlarges yeah. and breaks out of the x-ray. <laughs> right? Right? That's, that's funny. When we, have a, when we open wide mm-hmm. the doors, yep. our heart becomes generous. When we mm-hmm. allow Jesus in, he changes us and grows our heart. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what, three sentences down? Yeah. <laughs> Did we not celebrate the Jubilee year in order to refresh our contact with this living source of our hope? Okay. Stand by, Elise. We need to do this today. We do. Did we not celebrate the Jubilee year in order to refresh our contact with this living source of our hope? The living source of our hope, which is Jesus himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If Chris Bergwald 
when you find yourself, oh man, what the heck is, you need to ref, refresh your contact the with the source, the living source of your hope. So I said Chris Bergwald, me, I'm talking to myself. Maybe that resonates with the people out there, but I know it resonates with me. That I, on a regular basis, need to refresh my contact with the living, I keep getting the living living source source of of our our hope. hope. Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. All right. Now, the Christ whom we have contemplated and loved bids us set out once more on our journey. And then this, this, well, for some of us, famous passage from the end of Matthew's gospel. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. And the Holy Spirit. But again, that he, so Jesus, the words from the end of Matthew's gospel, but JP2 prefaces them, the, the Jesus, the Christ, whom we have contemplated and loved, bids us to set out once more on our journey. Mm-hmm. So Jesus says to us again, go therefore and make disciples. Mm-hmm. So my contemplation of him in prayer, my personal prayer, the liturgical prayer of the church has to lead to action to mm-hmm. me doing my part to make disciples. Mm-hmm. Now, in some cases that might be doing things like, Oh, I don't know, recording, um, podcast episodes on evangelization. In other cases, maybe I'm homebound. It means by me, it means me intensifying my prayer mm-hmm. for the salvation of the world. Mm-hmm. It means me loving my kids more as I'm going mm-hmm. about the day today. It means, um, yeah, whatever it can mm-hmm. mean. I was trying to work Give in examples. a wedding, wedding yeah. week reference. Oh, but funny. <laughs> The missionary mandate accompanies us into the third millennium and urges us to share the enthusiasm of the very first Christians. We can count on the power of the same spirit who was poured out at Pentecost and who impels us still today to start out anew, sustained by the hope which does not disappoint. Reference to Romans 5.5. 5. So cool. Why? The same spirit. Well, we had talked about how many episodes ago about Jesus is the Christ. It's the same. Jesus is the, the same, same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yes. The same spirit yep. is still with us. Yep. That was at Pentecost. Yep. Is still alive yep. and yep. busy and thriving in yep. today's world. The, the for spirit, us. the spirit that transformed that that group of of men who were afraid, mm-hmm. who were who had been hiding. Now Jesus is alive. Okay, so they they sort of started to come out of their shell, but they're yeah. still well, well. I don't know. All boldly proclaiming mm-hmm. to their fellow Jews that Jesus is the Christ, and not only that, but he is the the so the Christ, the Messiah. He is also Lord. He is God mm-hmm. Himself who came to save us, and now they are beginning to proclaim that, that yeah. same spirit is still at work today. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So this this is this is the opening paragraph of Article Fifty Nine, the conclusion. Anything else from that first paragraph? Strike. Well, I mean, how can we keep this to ourselves? I mean, my goodness, after hearing all this, I'm like thinking, well, yeah, this is this is so much we can't keep it to ourselves. Right. We need to just share it, Amen. and like you said, let, we let's know, live it. Yeah, live, live it, live it, and the 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 spirit is there to help you do that. Amen. All right. Uh, paragraph two of article 58 at the beginning of this new century, our steps must quicken as we travel the highways of the world. There's no time just for sitting, That's you, right. not just meandering. The time is now. Re- yes. We have to go. Yes. We have to go. Yeah. And that's just it. I mean, pitch. what are people waiting for? Like 
I mean, people, and this is me and you too. Yeah. Like yeah. the time is now. The time is now. What are we waiting for? Amen. Amen. Many are the paths on which each of us, each one of us, and each of our churches must travel. But there is no distance between those who are united in the same communion, the communion which is daily nourished at the table of the Eucharistic bread and the word of life. Every Sunday, the risen Christ asks us to meet him, as it were, once more in the upper room, where, on the evening of the first day of the week, he appeared to his disciples in order to breathe on them his life-giving spirit and launch them on the great adventure of proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So good. So this is exciting stuff. Um, and what we hear at the end of Mass. Go, therefore. Go. Yes. Go. Yeah. Go. 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 The what are you waiting for? Go. Go. Just, and I say, not just meander, not just saunter. Yeah. We're launched out. Yes. We've been nourished by the word of God. We've been nourished mm-hmm. by the bread of life, the Eucharist, Jesus Christ himself. Go, therefore. Yes. Go out and share what you just received. Amen. All right. Final paragraph of Article 58. On this journey, we are accompanied by the Virgin Mary, to whom, a few months ago, in the presence of a great number of bishops assembled in Rome from all parts... So this is, again, he he was releasing this in January of 2001, uh, from all parts of the world, and trusted the third millennium. During this year, I've often invoked her as the star of the new evangelization. Now I point to Mary once again as the radiant dawn and sure guide for our steps. Once more, echoing the words of Jesus himself and giving voice to the filial affection of the of the whole church, I say to her, woman, behold your children. So with this, again, we're not done. There's one more article. But this third paragraph of the opening article of the conclusion, um, he points us to Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus on the cross said to Mary about the beloved disciple, John, woman, behold your son. And he said to John, behold your mother. Mm-hmm. So the church has always, and John Paul II in a particular way, pointed to that 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 key moment just before Jesus died on the cross he gave he, he gave Mary to the beloved disciple and in so doing as his as as John's mother spiritual mother mm-hmm. so John the beloved disciple the stand in if you will in that moment for all of us as Jesus's beloved disciples mm-hmm. woman behold your son woman behold your daughter woman behold your children so Mary is our spiritual mother and what does Mary do the um, from John's Gospel, the wedding feast at Cana, the miracle of the wine. Do whatever he tells you. Mm-hmm. She points us to her son. Do whatever he tells you. So we turn to her spiritual mother, but she points us to her son. Mm-hmm. Do whatever mm-hmm. he tells you. So today we continue with John Paul II to turn to the Blessed Virgin Mary, and she points us to her son. She is sort of one of my. Um, my favorite images of it's my own. It's a silly image of Mary, but Mary, you know, in the uh, the airport, uh, if you're really in a big hurry, Robin, you've ever have you ever been to an airport where you've got to get to a gate really quickly, and they have these little things in Those the airport, people movers, the people movers, mm-hmm. not just airports, other places too. Yeah. Uh, it's not an escalator, it's a, but it's like an escalator, but it, it helps you get there faster. Yeah. Mary's like that. Oh, she cool. helps. She helps us That's to get fun. where people movers. You're she's people the people mover. mover to Jesus. I like it. She helps us to get to her son more quickly. Yeah. yeah. Because she has she is his greatest disciple. Yeah. She didn't just physically give birth to him. She is his greatest disciple as well. That's awesome. She is she people mover to Jesus. I love so, it. So 
Um, John Paul II entrusts the third millennium to her, and he t- asks us to turn to her as well. All right. Anything from these last couple paragraphs? Anything else? No, okay. Just quicken. All right. Article 59. <laughs> Dear brothers and sisters, the symbol of the holy door now closes behind us but only in order to leave a, to leave more fully open the living door, which is Christ. Which, of course, I love. Well, right, of course you do. So, <laughs> go. Well, I just love it. Just that reminder. Don't close the door. The holy doors Right. The ho- so, closing, so the holy which, door, uh, St. Peter's, holy doors around the world closed on they January. They are physical doors. Right. Those are physical, physical doors. doors to people. But. Um, but in us, do not close the door. Yes. <laughs> leave it open. After the enthusiasm of the Jubilee, it is not it is not to a dull everyday routine that we return. On the contrary, if ours has been a gen- genuine pilgrimage, it will have it will have as it were stretched our legs for the journey still ahead. Okay, so a pilgrimage, if a pilgrimage is a pilgrimage, so in this case even a spiritual pilgrimage through the year 2000, if you did, even if so you may not have been alive then, mm-hmm. um but those of us who were, even if you didn't go anywhere on physical pilgrimage, we had been invited to make a spiritual yep. pilgrimage. And if we did that, then our spirit, it, w- it was basically spiritual calisthenics for the third millennium mm-hmm. that we should have been doing our stretches. Mm-hmm. This is where, this, yes, yes, yes. So Elise was a collegiate soccer, uh, soccer player. Mm-hmm. And you've got to stretch before you play soccer, right, Elise? That's mm-hmm. right. Best advice. Otherwise, you're going to pull something, you get lame, and you're just going to be hobbling along. And, you know, right now as we're recording, the, the, the World Cup's going on. It does no good if you're hobbling around the the, the uh, soccer pitch or whatever they – the football pitch, I think. They, anyway. So the, the point of a pilgrimage is to prepare us mm-hmm. for the journey that mm-hmm. follows – the journey, of, uh, so to speak, back home, where we're mm-hmm. called to live out what we received in pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you may not have been alive in 2000. Maybe you didn't care about Jesus in the or his church in the year 2000. But the idea of a pilgrimage is it's supposed to stretch our legs for the journey that's still ahead. That's, I like that he says, yeah, a genuine pilgrimage. Amen. Okay. He continues, we need to imitate the zeal of the Apostle Paul, straining forward, this is a quote from Philippians 3, 13, 14, straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. JP2 goes on, together we must all imitate the, con- the contemplation of Mary, who returned home to Nazareth from her, from her pilgrimage to the holy city of Jerusalem, treasuring in her heart the mystery of her son. We have to treasure in our hearts the mystery of Jesus. We contemplate him and that we contemplate. we contemplate. Right? Just right. Contemplate. At least laughed over there. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyway, anyway. We're, we're contemplating, which he talked about right. earlier yep. um, in this letter. Contemplate so, the face of Christ. And, go, and he goes over the there. Treasure the here. risen Jesus accompanies us on our way and enables us to recognize him as the disciples did in the breaking of the bread. 
May he find us watchful, ready to recognize his face and run to our brothers and sisters with the good news we have seen the Lord. So right there is evangelization. It's not a secret, but the secret of evangelization. Evangelization is just us watching, ready to recognize the face of Jesus and then run to others, our brothers and sisters, with the good news we have seen the Lord. Do do I do this every day? No. Can I do this every day? Yes. Well, you know, people are anxious to share a good book they've read, yep. a good movie they've seen, yep. a good restaurant, a good recipe. Yep. Why would we not want to share Jesus with others? Yep. This is too good to keep to yourself. It is too good not to share the life of Christ. Um, and just not, don't be afraid of it. It's when you see what God has done in your life and you recognize his presence, it's something you need to share. Amen. So it goes back to what we said at the beginning of this episode um, about having discerning eyes. Mm-hmm. We have to be watchful. We need yeah. to be paying attention, ready to recognize his face, and then run to others with the goodness. We have yeah. seen the Lord. Jesus is here. He's alive. He's active. Am I paying attention? This will JP2 goes on. This will be the much desired fruit of the Jubilee of the year 2000. The Jubilee, which is vividly set before our eyes once more, the mystery of Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God and the Redeemer of man. So, what's the goal? What's JP2's goal? What was his desire? What was his goal for the year 2000? This right here that we would be watchful, ready to recognize Jesus's face, and then run. So, watch, recognize, and run. I love it. Watch, recognize, and run. Watch, recognize, and run. So watch for the face of Jesus. Recognize that face. And then run to our brothers and sisters with the good news. We've seen his face. We have seen the Lord. As the Jubilee now comes to a close and points us to a future of hope, may the praise and thanksgiving of the whole church rise to the Father through Christ in the Holy Spirit. In pledge of this, I impart all of you my heartfelt blessing. So, Robin, we got about um, a minute and a half left. We, we could continue this. Again, we could make this more than a trilogy on JP2's letter, but anything from, from the conclusion, um, anything else that when you read at least part of this document that you want to share just in the last minute or so that we have left? I mean, I don't think so. Nothing that I haven't. Oh, seriously? Well, I mean, to, I mean, like we could do another episode, but I'm like thinking how much can we get into in a minute here? Um, I think just to think of too, something that stuck out to me is, you know, when we can be afraid to share Jesus, Think of how you can be helping others. Amen. There are people that are suffering in our world. There um, are people that they just being invited into something with Christ or being introduced to him can change their life. So don't right. be afraid right. to share him in this invitation yep. that we have been given. Don't be afraid of it. Share it because you can make a difference Absolutely. in the life of someone else. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, what with this, what I'm thinking of right now is that whole, whole idea of watching and recognizing just the importance of that daily practice mm-hmm. of uh, as part of your prayer or before you go to bed, reflect on your day and and where you saw where you saw mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. at work. And if you didn't see Him, then pray for that. Like like yeah. people are like oh, I I don't know how to do that. No, Lord, help me to see how you have been active in my, help me to recognize your face that I might run to my brothers and sisters and announce to them it is the Lord. Amen. And be open. Just be open to where the Holy Spirit prompts you to 
Amen. Be him to someone else. Amen. Thanks, Robin. Yep. Uh, folks, that, that will wrap up, this, wrap up this episode. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with questions about this episode or ideas for future ones. Until next time, may God bless you.